Welcome aboard the Good Ship Outtakes, where we're going to go through every move and image ever made and objectively rank them best to worst. I'm joined by my great crew, Navigator Amelia. How you doing? First mate, Joseph. What's going on in these shards? <laughs> and Barrel Boy, Jacob. What are you scrubbing? You're supposed to be a leprechaun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought I'd commit, okay? I'm in the piratey mood. I wasn't in the piratey mood last week. I am this week. It's fine. <laughs> so, if you're still watching after that, <laughs> make sure to follow us on social media. <laughs> Give us a like and a subscribe. <laughs> at, the, at the real outtakes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this week we're doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest. Two things. Make sure you've watched the movie because we're going to be spoiling it in full. You can check it out on Disney Plus or if you have a home video, then you find it in your shelves. Uh, and two, we're going to be going back to 2006 to have a little look at what the world was like. So there was kind of like two release dates for this movie. Uh, one proper one in America, July 7th, and one like a week earlier in Disney. Um, the actual like, premiere was in the Disney Park. Which, I mean, it's yeah, based on a ride, so... Might as well. But I'm going to go through the actual cinema release. So, in the pop charts, oh my god, half my fucking Spotify is on this. So, number one, Lily Island. Lily Island? <laughs> Lily Allen uh, was smiling. Number two, Shakira's hips were not lying. Number 11, what's that coming over the hill? It's automatic with Monster. <laughs> number 17, fuck a supermassive black hole, it's Muse. And number 18, here come the fucking drums. Voodoo Child, Rogue Traders. That's like one of the best little collection of songs that we've had oh, since bad. we've started that. I honestly think it was really good. And over in the world of video games, it was a good year, 2006, with a little bit rocky, uh, rocky in the month of July. Um, the sequel to Lord of the Rings Battle of Middle-Earth was coming out a day before Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's a really good game. And... Two Dead Man's Chest tie-in games came out the week earlier for PSP and DS. I played the DS one. I don't think it was very good, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. So yeah, no, I, mean, I think I played the DS one as well. Grab yourself your best fucking bottle of rum. We're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Joe, take it away. That's a... So, nice. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, so, right, when Disney Plus came out, the first thing I watched was Treasure Planet, as stated last week. Hey, um, hey. Well, um, have watching that put me in, you know, a somewhat of a piratey mood. So, um, you know, I, I decided to, you know, take the next step and I'll rewatch the first Pirates of the Caribbean again, um, which put me in an incredibly piratey mood. So, since then, I have rewatched all parts of the Car- all five Pirates of the Caribbean films, reread Treasure Planet. Rewatched both versions of Treasure Planet on Disney Plus. Wrote a script for a pirate short film. Re- replayed Uncharted Four, and spent more time than I care to admit looking at the prices of pirate hats online. That's- <laughs> so, you have an amazing way yeah. of managing your time. Yeah. Like, how I have you got that all in? I don't even think I've had the time to wank more. There's been like fucking Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean movies, and you've done all that. See, the thing is, though, right, we're inside all the time, aren't we? And I'm meant to be doing uni work, but instead, I'm not. So, 
I'm finding time to do piratey things instead. Managing my time, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm time, management, time managing my pirate stuff better than I did actual uni stuff, so. Incredible. Know. There you go. My point is, I've spent the past week or so, you know, being as obsessive pirates as I was when I was eight. Um, so, you know, when it came to uh, picking this week's uh, film, I knew it was going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean film. And... Dead Man's Chest is the favourite, you know what I mean? It, it always has been, and it always will be. And I knew I was going to have to pick this one. So, um, you know, as, as you can probably guess, I, uh, I love these films. The, the last one, maybe not too much. But, you know, as a franchise, you know, fucking love them. Um, I was telling you guys before, wasn't I, that um, I went to... I, I went as Jack Sparrow... For four Halloweens in a row, and I went to multiple um, World Book Days as Halloween in pri- as Halloween as Jack Sparrow <laughs> in primary as well. Um, and yeah, to 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 justify going as uh, Jack Sparrow, I took a book called The History of Pirates. Nice. And when she was like, yeah, "That's that's not a book um, character," I was like, "Well, Miss, I wanted to be a pirate, and the only costume Actually. I could find was this one." So, that was my excuse. Um, Why do you take a non-fiction other... book rather than, rather than a fiction book? Right, it's what well, book day. Yeah, Isn't I know. Like probably stories like, and stuff. Well, yeah, I could have took a whole. I could have took Treasure Island, but I didn't. And I, uh, one year I did take, as I said before, the uh, the novelization of the films. But the first year I got away with it by taking the history of the pirates. So it was a big Very book good. as well. It was like this big. Imagine if they just said I, no. Go home, get changed. Go on, get changed right now. That is not a World I mean, Day character. I can't, I can't imagine I would have been that bothered, you know. Who do you um, think he'd get away with just coming back in as? Like, if he had to come in as casual calls and claim he was someone. Not me? Yeah. Sabretooth. What, me now? You could come back, like, you could, yeah, you could come back and say you were Sabretooth. <laughs> like, right now, though, or like, year three me? I mean, I'm going to guess you didn't have the beard. I did not, know. <laughs> I, sh- I also had a shaved head. Whoa! <laughs> Kingpin. Whoa. There we are. No, right. In my defense, the reason was actually no. I don't think that was year three. At some point in primary, I had a shaved head because we were going to Florida, and my mum was like, "You're not gonna want long hair when we go to Florida because it's hot." I'm like, "Ah, all right." And then she actually used. I remember she. I didn't want to get it cut, and she was like, "Um, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you go get your hair cut now, I'll tell you something that I'll um. What was it? Okay, right. This is before, bear in mind, this is before the internet and YouTube was such a big thing. Right. Especially in my life, right? So she was like, um, go get your hair cut, and at the, um, I'll show you the trailer for the new Pirates of the Caribbean film. And it just so happened to be at World's End, and it worked, and I was straight out of the door in the car. I was like, come on, Dad, hurry up, let's go. I need to get my hair cut so I can see Pirates of the Caribbean trailer. <laughs> and she showed it to me, and I went, madness. I remember it was insane. I remember that day. It was a sunny day. Head. I yeah, liked these was... movies, but I can't say that I've ever had the like top tier influence power over me than they have over you. They have. They. I, ca- I can't express the impact these films have had on my life. Like, you know, when you're younger and you're obsessed with one particular thing. Yeah. That then comes to your heart. That's pirates. Is that for me? And like, yeah, I just fucking love them. I love them. I love them so much. Anyway. You just cry when you get on fucking the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and spoil it. You just kind of like, Man, I, honestly, just like, 
when I go to Florida, <laughs> I have to go on that ride at least three or four times, and that's I always that's, do. That's fair. Because I just, oh man, I love it. It's the it's same just, every time. Every single time, just never changes. Like, I went on it after they made the change where they added Jack Sparrow, so it's always been the same. Except, more recently, they've changed it and swapped some things around. But it's always been the same, and I fucking love it every single time I go on it. It's amazing. Ah, I love it so much. I have a poster for that ride in my living room, as I showed last week. Yeah. But, so, um, the other thing is as well, these films, I have watched every single one of these films in the cinema, apart from the first one. And the only reason I didn't watch the first one is because I was three when it came out. <laughs> so, um, Fair. I, 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 don't, I don't think my mum and dad thought it were appropriate for me to uh, go watch it. But I've watched every single one since then, including Salazar's Revenge or Dead Man Tells No Tales if you're outside the UK. Um, and the thing of it is, right, I was talking to Beth about it the other day. And if they announced tomorrow that they weren't making any more Star Wars, that that was it. That's it. We've had all the styles we're ever going to get. I would be sad. But at the same time, I'd be like, right, okay, I mean, there's a We lot got a me. nice definitive ending. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> like, um... <laughs> they can't make it any worse, so I don't want them to try. <laughs> kind of situation. But, um... If they announced they won't make any more Pirates of the Caribbean films, I would actually be sad. Like, I actively want more Pirates of the Caribbean films. As bad as the last one was... Still want more. Do you know what? I don't know in, what it is. in a weird way, I think I agree with you. See, I actually, out of all the ones that I've watched, I've not seen five. I actually only really like the first two. I was really disappointed in World's End. Um, but there's something, and I, and I, I can't. I, maybe it's just what it did to me when I was a child, still kind of percolating in my head. But when I watched the ending of Dead Man's Chest, I get excited at the potential of what's coming next. Even though I know that what's coming next I thought was a bit wank. I like to imagine the version of it where it's like, oh, what's going to happen? They expanded the world so much in this movie, so rapidly, that I think feasibly... I know some people will be against this, but I think feasibly you could make a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, not even have Jack Sparrow in it or reference him at all. Just use that world and its mythos and its tone. And still carry a really entertaining film that I would probably well, that's go into. What they were. Isn't that what they're planning on doing? Yeah, I think so. In the next one, I think so. Yeah. Of the whole Johnny Depp. Well, yeah. I, I guess we should say it now, just so it's not hovering over the entire episode. I don't think we should comment on the ongoing uh, personal lives of Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. It's a really, really messy situation, and I also don't think it's really anyone's business or in any way classy to try and gain political points by trying to say she was the worst or he was the worst. It's horrible, and I do think public figures should still probably have a private life. Yeah. And I think that's the last that's we should great. probably say about it. Mm-hmm. I still want him to be in Pirates of the Caribbean, though. <laughs> with, with, with that said, I, or I wouldn't mind him being in Pirates of the Caribbean. But, you know. I mean, if he was, if he um, was into it, cause it's, so, the, so the rumors see, go, he, um, he had an earpiece in doing the fifth one he was just getting his lines fed to him he was checked out the thing if he was actually into with, doing it then sure but so if he's not interested i don't want to watch it one is you can tell that he's not got the same enthusiasm as he did yeah the way he performs it it's 
And I feel like it's not because he's bored of the character. I think it's because of what was going on around the time that he's just he's not he's not focusing on it as much as he did. Because it's not that he hates the character or he's bored of the character, because he loves the character. He has the tattoo. You know the tattoo he has in the first one of the sparrow? He actually has that tattoo on his arm. And That's he commitment. always and he always goes to like hospitals dressed as the well, yeah. I think he still does. But he does, doesn't he? And he goes on the ride and he does the thing where he jumps say, out of people. Yeah. On the ride, it's well good. Like he he loves the character so much, and it wouldn't surprise me if he still wants to play him. I just think because of what was going on at this particular time. Yeah, you might be he right. Just maybe wasn't because um, you can tell there's something when he plays the character in the new one, the newest one. Then it's not all there. But uh, there's something else about the newest one that really pisses me off, but I'm going to get into that later. Um, but well, before we start the actual film, I'm going to briefly talk about the first one. Um, so obviously in 2003, um, Disney blessed us with um, Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl, um, you know, which was a, a pirate film based on the you know, popular uh, ride of the same name in Disneyland. That still blows um, my mind that they made a yeah. film out of a ride which essentially is just, look, you're in the pirate's land and what they do, yeah. like, okay, bye. <laughs> That's it, like... Well, I mean, the, aren't they bringing out Thingy this year? I don't know if it's this year anymore, but it, they were bringing out um, a ride based on the Jungle Cruise with... Yes, the with rock. the rock. Film, and, yeah. It looks uh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it looks Most like they tried Most of the to... Disney ride movies look pretty terrible. Haunted Mansion, yeah, remember that? That was one, bad. How many fucking... Oh. Isn't isn't which mountain a ride? How many fucking escape to which mountain movies have there been? Like uh, six. It's not a ride, but it was one that they created back in like the seventies. Yeah, definitely not a ride. Out of <laughs> all of them, I'm trying to think which ones. How many there's been? There's been enough, quite a few. Tomorrowland this as one well. is technically well, that's yeah. Not that, that's not oh, that was what? a track. I actually didn't mind that. That I was that's like a. I did not um, like Tomorrowland. Did you know? I didn't mind it. It was fine. Um, I went to the cinema it, to go I like watch the it. I like the it, I watched it on the plane while heading to Florida, so, you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, obviously, yeah, they did not expect this film, the first film, to do well. Um, because, you know, people aren't really into pirates anymore. And especially when Treasure Planet came out, while they were filming the, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and that did not do well. I can't imagine it filled them with enthusiasm about this one. <laughs> no, it did not. Um I mean, because cause apparently, wasn't the whole thing, um, they didn't want to make a Pirates movie, they thought it was going to do badly. Treasure Planet kind of confirmed it, but there was all that stuff that, because um, it, it, it would have been Cat Singer, wouldn't it, that was in charge at the time. I think so, yeah. And he wanted, um, he wanted like Hugh Jackman to play Jack Sparrow, didn't he? He wanted a very he traditional did, yeah. Pirates of Penzance style, heroic yeah. pirate. And Will Turner kind so of that's... ends up filling that role for comedy. Yeah. Um, that's why the thingy, when they were writing the script, they wrote it with Hugh Jackman in mind. And that's why he's called Jack Sparrow, because it's a it's Hugh Jack, man. Apparently that's one of the reasons he's that's called Jack. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, like we said, they didn't, want to, they didn't think it was going to do well. But um, Curse of Black Pearl premiered in Disneyland on the 28th of June in 2003. And in its domestic opening, it made around $46.5 million dollars. Which, it's not, I mean, that's just opening weekend though. And when the, bud, the, the budget is 140 million for the first one. So, you know, opening weekend, it did pretty well, I would say. Um, but, right, does anyone want to make a guess how much the first film made in its lifetime? 
since 2003. I wow, wow. So that's including like DVD sales up until now. That's yeah. That's that's what it's as of right now. Yeah. I think it's a lot. Uh, I'll tell 500 you. Five hundred million. Yeah, I was gonna go like six hundred, six hundred million. Massive amount. Nobody clue. Okay. I'm gonna go seven hundred higher. Okay, so you're way up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't do both. that well. It did well, but it didn't do that well. So it, in its lifetime, it made uh, three hundred and five million four hundred and nineteen thousand nine hundred and eighteen dollars. And see, there's a good confirm, chance, like. You're probably reading that number, but there's a good chance I am, knowing yeah, your love 100%. of Pirates of the Caribbean, you've memorised that. No, I I, uh, I knew that it was up there. I knew it was around the 300 mark, but I, I did go on to the thing to find the exact number, and then I had to Google how to say that number because I was like, fucking what? No <laughs> idea how to do it. So now that's written down. Um, but on, on the list of highest grossing films of all time, it sits at number 85. So above it is Independence Day. And a little bit further Ooh. above it, at 82, is um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So, huh. it's out of... The, so, the three first films, I think, are all in the top 100 highest gross films of all time, I think. Surprise me. I'm not, I'm not sure about... I mean, I remember... Pirates. I think that just misses it. At least when I was in school, there wasn't, there wasn't, an enti- there wasn't a kid that hadn't seen them. You know, everyone yeah. had seen Pirates of the Caribbean. At least where I came from. Was, like, <laughs> the mania was see, mad. See, for us, it was everyone had seen it, but everyone knew how much I loved it. So it was like I became the pirate kid. <laughs> everyone like knew me. Like we had a we had this other kid who was obsessed with Doctor Who and he loved that and every he was like the Doctor Who kid. That was me but back when, in primary school. Well, especially in year four and five. I don't know why I'm remembering those two years in particular. Especially, uh, then that's probably around the time when the films were coming out, so that's probably why. But uh, around those times, I yeah, I was known as the guy who really like, everyone. If I if people wanted to know about pirates, they would come to me, and I'd be like, "Don't worry, son, I got you." I don't know if you sort them out with some pirate like knowledge. remember this or have had this, but I want to try and take you down on like a, a memory thing if you had it, Joe. When uh, a little bit after this movie came out, or maybe just as this movie came out, did you have ever? A um, it was a replica of Davy Jones's chest that was about this big, and it opened okay. up into a Pirates of the Caribbean playset. It was like Tortuga and the ocean, and you got like ships. I and stuff. I had that. I didn't have it, but I, remember I had it. it. I it had was fucking awesome. Yeah. I had lots of Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, but that was not one. I had. I had the compass right, as so well. Think, I had the comp. Yeah, I had the compass. Yeah. So the thing what I had was. I had the actual figures. They more came out when it was um, at, at, um, at World's oh. End. But I remember one Christmas, I it literally all I got was Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. So I got a crap ton of action figures. I got um, the like an the actual Black Pearl playset um, for the action figures. I got. I remember my nan. <laughs> she got me this particular set from Costco. And it was every single Dead Man Chess Mega Block set that they made. I was just about Whoa. to say, did you have Mega Blocks? Yeah. What the I hell? All of them. I had I had one and of the Mega Blocks. Do you remember they did those like it was like it was kind of like a mystery box, the skulls? Yeah. I had yeah. one of them. I had all of those. I had both in that thing I had the Blind Dutchman and I had the Black Pearl. I had well not that anything. One. Just that one, I don't think I had that. No, because they re-released yeah, them all again it. when they made it at World End. So, 
I had the Dead Man's Chest version, and I had so all we the had different. That, so if you just... like his thing. Yeah, I, was, I had that. I yeah. That was well. I had. Oh man, I was obsessed. I loved it. And then when Lego, I remember when Lego announced that they were making Pirates of the Caribbean sets. I was, you know, I was a little older. I think whenever year that was, I was in. I was in high school by this point. You know, you know, I still had it there. I was still like, I'd been waiting for these sets for a very long time. So you know, I got myself. Uh, I got myself a few of them. Couldn't tell you where they are now, but they're somewhere. They exist. Um. I'm getting the slight yeah. sense that, Jacob, you were deprived of Pirates of the Caribbean merch. I was not a pirate kid. <laughs> not at this is all. Insane. I, I mean, oh, man. Yeah, I had, like, pirate, some pirate stuff when I was, like, little, little. Like, toddler little. Like, oh, it's this is just a generic pirate. And I had, like, a generic pirate, like, costume or something, maybe. But when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, nah, I was much more sci-fi based. Oh, man, Hence I bet why, you bullied like, the pirate kids in your school. We found common ground over Treasure Planet, so ah, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that one. Fair enough. Um, but you know, obviously, like I said, yeah, yeah. So, Pats Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl was uh, yeah number eighty-five. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump way up to number twenty-seven on that list to Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest, wow. which is way at the top. And has done considerably better than the, the, all of the other ones. Nice. Um, so in its lifetime, it's made... Right, let's see if I can get this number. Where is it? So in its lifetime, it's made $423,315,812. So, it's a considerable yeah. amount of money. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot. Um, I've got a pirate booty. Oh, yeah, um, and uh, the domestic the uh, domestic opening it made around um, 135 million so oh no sorry 135 and a half million so it made considerably more than the first one did um, but it still didn't make like half its budget no hold on no I suppose it did the budget for this one was considerably higher so the budget for the first one was 140 million the budget for Dead Man's Chest was uh, 225 million. So, they really bumped it up there, but they, you know, they, did, they did well. I think Disney uh, profited pretty well from this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they greenlit the, the sequel, um, but they didn't just greenlit what green, green light one film, they greenlit two. And because of that, they actually filmed Dead Man's Chest and At World's End back to back, which is why there's Fair. only like a year difference between the two um youngest longest year of my life that was i'll tell you um <laughs> but you know as for the story um they knew they were going to make as for the story for dead man's chest i mean they knew they were going to be making a, um, a trilogy so they decided what they needed to do was they needed to take things from the first film and use them in the story so that it didn't seem like there was the one and there was one and then two and three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they felt like one big sequel. Um, so, I mean, obviously, they, they, they took a few things. So, for example... You can tell. Um, I think this is... I think it's movies yeah. like this that's a reason why uh, we're all obsessed with, like, the format of Marvel movies now. It's just this idea that you watch one movie and then, you know, it's fine, that was a movie, you can move on with your life. And then another movie down yeah. the line, suddenly an element from that movie comes back and you're like, whoa, that was really... It doesn't really matter how much yeah. substance that thing has. You're just like, 
Oh my god, it's that thing that I remember. What? Yeah, well, that's the thing, I think isn't it? Movies like, like this, with that are this one. <laughs> well, yeah, well, like with this one, you're normally in pirate films. Because the thing that attracted Johnny Depp to the Pirates of the Caribbean was that it was so different from traditional pirate stuff. You know, so instead of them out trying to find treasure, they were trying to return the treasure back to where they found it. So, because there's like a curse or whatever, and he loved that element to it. And he loved that the whole cliche of the being like a muni and a marooning had already happened, and that you get in the aftermath of that. He loved that that's that that was the twist, and that's what the first one was going like going for. Um, and then that you said you could say the same with this one because you know you normally watch a pirate film and you know the the help the the pirate escape and then there doesn't seem to be any consequences. Whereas in this film, it literally starts with the consequences of later pirate escape. Yeah. So, that's the kind of the difference, you know, you get that kind of um, real life. But speaking of that particular bit, um, the East Indian Trading Company was introduced in this film, who are mentioned a few times in the first film, and they give Jack his signature kind of like the P on yeah. his arm, which the East Indian comp- East India Company actually did in real life, but they did it on the, head, the forehead, not the arm. So if you were branded a pirate, you were branded a pirate on your head. It was ridiculous. Um, I mean, it is wild. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that company, IRL, that company basically was the British Empire. Yeah. Like, I, the thing, right, I was gonna, when I was writing the thing for today, I was, I planned on throwing lots of pirate trivia in between as we were saying the film. But then I, I got halfway through the film and realized I was on page 20. So I cut it all out. <laughs> oh my God. Because. I have like perhaps insane... one day we'll have to do like a director's cut version of this. Maybe, <laughs> this episode. yeah. So it's so I cut it. So mostly I'm just talking about the film, but I do have a few things here and there. So one of the things I have was about the East Indian Trading Company. Um, in real life, it wasn't actually called the East Indian Trading Company. It was called just the East Indian Company, um, and they didn't really spend much time in the Caribbean, as they spent a lot of the time, you know in the Eastern Indies, you know, India, kind of the coast of Africa, things like that. Um, but they did spend, they, they had some presence in the Caribbean. But um, one well-known piece of their history um, that and kind of their involvement in catching pirates, and this is the, the biggest one, I think this is really cool. Um, it's from a heist that took place in 1695. And if you played the, the um, Uncharted 4, you'll probably know about this heist. Um, it's the Gunsway heist. So essentially what happened was, pirate captain Henry Avery teamed up with like a few pirates, and they attacked an Indian fleet, and they got away with um, between 300,000 and 600,000 pounds. But that's in, ni- in 1695. That's a lot of money for worth. then. <laughs> so that's how much it was worth then. So now it's estimated the treasure would be worth around tens of millions of pounds. It would be a lot of money. Um, and obviously that's what they go looking for in the last in Uncharted 4. Um, anyway, England kicked off about that and they set up a, um, a bounty on the pirate, on he- Avery's head. And it was 500 pounds as well as a pardon to anyone who gave them information. But then the East Indian Train Company got themselves involved and doubled the bounty. And this is kind of what this film uses as an example. So 
the the kind of especially in the next film in because um at world end starts with them hanging the pirates doesn't it yeah and they all start singing and stuff like that so that's that's kind of that was inspired by the aftermath of the gunsway heist um this the whole thing it, it was actually the first ever worldwide manhunt that was ever that ever began so avery was he was a wanted man and everyone bloody wanted his neck and his money um but yeah anyway there you go there's some history about the uh, east india company um let's get back on track anyway so the film um so before we actually start talking about the film itself i want to ask everyone um what do you think of the title not the Pirates of the Caribbean title, but the Dead Man's Chest bit. Like, what What, is there, what does everyone think about it? <coughs> some point. Yeah. Yeah? Interesting. You know what you're getting. <laughs> does anyone know what dead, the Dead Man's Chest is? Um, it's it, a chest it's... that contains Davy Jones' heart. Uh, <laughs> that's what yeah. it literally is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, is it so... his actual chest? <laughs> no, it is very literal. The Dead Man's oh. Chest. Um, but that's not the reason they picked it for the film. There is a is reason it because, thing? yeah. So, um, Dead Man's Merchandise Chest. Merchandise sales. I, pro- I probably should have <laughs> googled this and made sure my facts are right <laughs> because I've, it's been a while. But if I'm remembering it right, what it was. So, Dead Man's Chest is it's got a bit of a layer to it. So, it's a song essentially. Which does appear in this film, and you all know the song. It's the song yeah, that goes ho, ho, 15 men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho and a bottle of rum. Exactly. That's oh, okay. the, the song's called Dead Man's Chest. And the song is sung by Gibbs at the beginning of this film. And um, it very first appeared, it wasn't an actual pirate song. I'm, I'm unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say, Pirates mm. didn't actually sing the song. It was invented and written by. Um, one sec. I've got his name somewhere. Yeah, Robert Louis Stevenson. He wrote it for Treasure Island. Um, and it's... He wrote it based on actual pirate stuff. So, 50 men yeah, on a dead man's chest is... Worse. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the term 50 men on dead man's chest is literal 50 men sat on an island called... There's an island. I think it's in um, the British Virgin Islands. And the island's called um, Dead Chest Island because there, there's kind of like folklore around it that pirates would leave people on the island. It's kind of like a death sentence. And it's got its name because it's made up of two rocks. It's very small, made up of two rocks that look like a rib cage. And the, the, the folklore of the, um, of the area is that pirates would leave the people on the island as a death sentence because there was no fresh water, no trees for shade, and like basically no vegetation so you'd be sat just on the sh- you'd just be sat in the sun like bacon and like died. where jack gets left in the first movie yes but without the trees yeah right and obviously that yeah so it was literally just a patch of land and there's some people that say around that time the island would have been so low that the waves just washed straight over straight over it as well so it was it was a horrible place to be left essentially but that's where Stevenson got the idea for Dead Man's Chest, and that's what. And then it leads then to him writing the song, and then the song leads to the title of the film, which is also quite literal. I can imagine 
them thinking of the title, having made the story already, and being like, oh shit, man. That's such a perfect title for this film. Literally Dead Man's Chest. Um, but yeah, there you go, some evidence. Not evidence, what am I in about? Some uh, background on the title. So, let's get into the actual film. Sick. Um, so, um, obviously we open on the wedding of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan, or the failed wedding of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. Um, it's raining, all the cups are getting wet, and uh, Elizabeth is sat in the rain in a wedding dress, looking all sad. And then we get some dramatic shots of the East Indian Trading Company sailing over to Port Royal and raiding the town. They go to arrest Will, and while Be- oh, while they're arresting Will, um, Beckett comes over to get uh, Elizabeth. Um, so obviously they gather around, don't they, and Beckett gets out a warrant for the arrest of Will and Elizabeth. Um, as for one, for Norrington as well. Um, and... Turns out the arrest is because they helped Jack Sparrow escape the noose at the end of the last film. And because of this, they will also be executed. Um, then we cut to the Black Pearl, where Mr. Gibbs is singing the Treasure mm-hmm. Island song that I mentioned before. Um, and then we head over to the terrifying Turkish prison, which, like, legit scared me when I watched this in the cinema. <laughs> like, do you remember? Do um, you remember in the DS game, you got to play the events leading up to Jack getting in the yeah. coffin? You pray, yeah. You feel like him escaping and stuff, don't you? Getting like the key and stuff. It was, oh god, it was scary. But like that bit in this film where the the crow like pecks out the guy's eye, that like well. Oh yeah. First time watching that again, fucking brutal. Was, Surprised that this was. This, this I, is just a yeah. twelve, isn't it's it? Twelve, yeah. yeah. I always like, forget how dark the openings of Pirates of the Caribbean movies are. The tone is always like way yeah. low. It's madness. Like the bit he's being dragged along the floor and all his feet are like bloody and shit. It's well great. Um, but yeah, anyway, elsewhere on the shore, the guards are like throwing the coffins in the sea. And we follow one of these coffins until a crow starts like pecking on top. Um, suddenly the crow explodes and Jack emerges from inside. And he uses a decomposing leg to roll away. Um, just as that classic <laughs> part to the Caribbean tune kicks in that we all know and love. Beautiful. Um... So Jack climbs aboard the Pearl once more and um, he's confronted by his crew. Um, they find out that, um, well, they, they tell us that the Isla de Muerta from the first film had been reclaimed by the sea and all the treasure is still in that cave and the Royal Navy chased them all over the Atlantic and, you know, the crew is feeling somewhat unhappy about the lack of uh, honest pirating they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Jack, Jack the Monkey steals Jack the Human's piece of cloth which um, you got in the, he went into the uh, Turkish prison to get. It's a key. With it. Yeah, and he gets the key and he opens up, and um, obviously it's a key. He's like, ah, it's much more better. It's a drawing of a key. Um, I actually, fun fact for you, when I went to thingy as Jack Sparrow, World Book Day, I did have a piece of paper with the key you draw nice. in my belt. So I was very... <laughs> Um, this is dedication. I remember. Um, I remember having to be told by the teacher in year four that I had to leave all my weapons inside at playtime. <laughs> so did I. I did as well. Because I had the sword and I had a, like a, a gun as well. Yeah. <laughs> and like a dagger and everything. Oh, and she's like, right, kids. Joe, you got. <laughs> you're gonna have to leave your weapons inside. And I was like, but miss, go go play Pirates of the Caribbean. How could I be stabbing people without? It was literally like, like at my school, I was like, I was literally held back 
just at the very end before dinner time and it was like a real like you're gun on your badge now that's what it felt like <laughs> yeah it was it was insane and i hated it and i was like oh it's so boring but it's fine um but yeah, I love, you know i had way, the piece paper. while we're on the topic of this i mean it's it'll it could come up at any point in the movie i love the way jack sparrow speaks i love the it's way his dialogue it. is written see i the thing i like about him is everyone else is really british aren't they but he's not, and it's because obviously he was—he's meant to have been born in the Caribbean. But he kind of has this weird, not English but not American accent. It's somewhere in the middle. Yes. Like he says some words with American accent, but then says it with English, and it's because obviously his dad's played by. Oh shit! What's his name? Is it the guy? Is it the guy from the Rolling Stones? Is I think it might be Mick Jagger. I think it is. No, it's not. It's not Mick Jagger. Keith I thought Richards. it was Mick Jagger. Keith Richards, that's it. Because that's who Johnny Depp based the character of Jack Sparrow on originally. So they got him to play his dad. And Thingy plays his uncle in the newest film. Um, the guy from the Beatles. He's not... Dead. Ringo. No, the other one. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney plays his uncle in the last... Salazar's Revenge. It's really not a good scene. What? But, um, <laughs> it's a cameo. Just like saying Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones just completely takes you out of it. Well, yeah. literally, like, it literally, he's just, I've seen it, it's such right, a pointless that, bit. That, yeah, going. he's being, like, he's being, like, carried down this thing, and he just, he just, the guy, he, like, tells the guards to stop because someone under arrest is, you know, can do that. And, um, Why, he just, he, he just talks to him through the bars for, like, a minute, and then they move on, and that's it, it never appears again. It's, it's a pure cameo. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's mad. It's insane. Anyway, um, obviously Jack consults his compass, doesn't he? He gets a head in. Well, gives them a head in, but um, gives them Marty, or you know, they're a bit wary of the whole thing because something's you know spooked Jack. Uh, back in Port Royal, Beckett makes a deal with Will in exchange for his and Elizabeth's release. Um, they shall be free if Will returns with Jack's compass. Um, Jack, meanwhile. Um, you know, he's trying to find a head in, isn't he? He's doing his map and shit. And um, after noticing, you know, the rum is always gone, he um, heads below deck to get more, where he finds Bootstrap Bill Turner, Will's dad. Um, you know what's weird as well? The guy who plays Bootstrap, he's the guy from Mamma Mia. How mad is that? It's Skarsgård. It's um, yeah. Thor's mate. It? it is, yeah. 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 Weird, Eric, that, isn't it? Stellan or something? Stellan, yeah. Isn't, isn't Eric the one in... Which is the one that's in it? It's, I know it's his son, but one of them plays Pennywise in it. Yeah, it is. It's the younger one. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is. Is it Eric? No. He's in, De- he's in Deadpool isn't it, isn't it just Bill? Bill. It's Bill. It's Bill. Eric's is, is oh. his character's name in Thor. That's what I'm basing most of my oh, actor knowledge on. Oh, right. I would be surprised if one of his kids is called Eric. Eric, really. It's Scandinavian. Yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, we, we, we meet Bill's dad, don't we? And he's, uh, he's being all gross. He's covered in, like, sea stuff. Sea I mean, stuff? He eats that... Um, coral. That, that, Urchins yeah, coral and starfish. And, um, I love how when he opens his mouth initially, it like water just streams out. Yeah. Like in it's that really Doctor cool. Who episode on Mars. Like what in the Doctor Who episode on Mars, oh, yeah. Man, remember that. What is a Mars? Man. Um, but anyway, so they, they have a chat, don't they? And we find out that Jack made a deal with David Jones. Um, and 
Jones basically raised the Black Pearl from the depths of the ocean and allowed Jack to be captain of it for 13 years, at which point, once that ended, once the 13 years were up, he would then have to join um, Jones's crew. See, this um, is the exact fucking thing I mean about, like, they blow this world open so yeah. fast. Yeah. I love it. I really love it's, it. Um, and then, obviously, the other thing as well is um, we get Bootstrap tell, tells him that Jones has already released the Kraken and that, um, it's, you know, it, it hunts anyone with the black spot, doesn't it? So he gives him the black spot, um, which was also invented for... Uh, Treasure Island and pirates did not actually give each other the black spot, which is you know a sad revelation. But the other thing as well is they gave it on a piece of paper like they do in Treasure Island. No, hold on, they didn't. They put it in the Treasure Island. It's on a piece of paper, um, but it's based on the real life thing that pirates would do. Where if um, someone was you know the crew wasn't liking someone or whatever, or the, someone planned to kill someone, they would give him um, an ace of spades. You know, like the card to give him one of them, and that was that's kind of fucking like cool. A, that seems kind of metal. Yeah, yeah. like they would give him one of them, and yeah, and um, that's how you know that you'd be dying. But in this, it's it, the, the black spot's much cooler. The black spot in real life is a plant disease, so there you go. Um, obviously pa- panicked by it, Jack wakes up his crew, tells them to travel to the nearest land. Um, but then, not before that bloody monkey throws uh, his hat into the uh, off the ship, hat floats away, you know, just and it's get picked up by like two Turkish uh, say, um, fishermen. Well, they you know they put the hat on, and then the kraken comes and like chomps up the ship and dead. Um, if um, if you allow me to be a dick for half a second, what's the in-universe reason for why the kraken just chomped off this ship all in one? But has to attack all the others. It's because um, it's convenient to the plot. <laughs> so that's a... nice. They suggest, don't they, that it's because it's his hat. And yeah, it, I love this movie. There's, there's, I mean, there's always plot holes. Little, even the, even if they're tiny, there's always plot holes with all movies. And one would be in this that the whole in the previous scene, he gives him the black spot, don't doesn't he? And that's the reason he's chasing after him. Yeah. And it would suggest that the reason it's attacked the ship is because his hat's there. But he's really the the black pearl's really not that far away from where the ship is. Yeah, no. So it it would it should really come after the black pearl as well, considering if it's based on scent. I imagine the actual man himself would have a stronger scent than his hat would. But I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they chomp up the ship, um, and we go back to Port Royal. Um, where Will visits Elizabeth and tells about the deal. Tells her about the deal with Becky and the governor's like, pff, pff, I don't, I don't have no faith in you, bitch. But it's fine. He goes off, and Will. We get a little montage of Will asking all different people about Jack. Um, they all find different information. He's in Singapore. He's in, I don't know, Tortuga or whatever. The bit where you get the the woman slapping across the face. Homage to the other film, classic. Um, and I kind of like get... the weird change in like shot type for this sequence. Apart from yeah. the, the 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 women in Tortuga, the way it's kind of like I don't know how would you, it's kind of like an interview, isn't it? It's weird. It's like yeah. Will's POV. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. The one, um, the thing with the last one as well. Um, he ends, doesn't he? He ends by asking the guy um, that 
about Jack, and he says he doesn't know where Jack is, but he spotted the Black Pearl on the shore of an island where he trades spices for delicious long pork. Does anyone know what long pork is? Is it pulled pork? It's not. It doesn't it... quite riff, just gonna keep pulling it, and it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> is it? Not, is it? Not. Drugs. It's Ooh. not drugs. Okay. I know what it means. I googled it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's no so, fun. So, long pork is an old-fashioned way, uh, well, an old-fashioned term for human flesh. So he's trading spices for human flesh. Um, and as we oh, know, wait. obviously, the the people on the island are, you know, cannibals as well. So it makes sense. But yeah, I, I didn't realise. When he said long pork, I literally thought he meant, you know, pork that is long. Or long strips of pork, but no, it's human flesh. Um, so, you know, anyway, they go, don't they? They go to that island and Will finds the pearl. And he's taken ashore, but the soldier refuses, the sailor refuses to go anywhere near the island. Um, so Will swims over and he gets captured by cannibals and they take him before the chief and the chief is Jack and another fact about my going to World Book Days and Halloween's dressed as Jack Sparrow one did year you do I this did one? actually do the thing I did the thing with man. the eyes yeah. I did it um, do commitment photos of yeah. these costumes exist I know one of them exists of me in the costume when I very first got it I don't know if any of the costume because I dressed up as him so much. I feel like my mom was like, "Oh, it's just Tuesday." Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. I put the costume on whenever I could. So I know there is one of me somewhere dressed as him, but it wasn't before I added all my own stuff because originally I remember the costume came with the hat, came with the wig, came with the costume, but it came with this really shitty like foam sword that I hated. And then I went to Disney on Ice, which had pirates section in the one that I watched. And they were selling pirate swords, so I got one. And I attached it to a belt. And I had an actual belt around me. I could pull it out of the thing. It was fucking amazing. And um, I also had got an extra thing to go around my waist so I could stick my gun like in the in in the, the bandolier thing. Like, I even got like a Pirates of the Caribbean bandolier like um, like headband thing. Go around my hair. Oh, you what have the to time find this picture, though. I know there's got to there's got to be a picture of it somewhere. I bet my nan has one. Um, oh, man, what a time that was. Anyway, I um, love how much you're into this. It's genuine. So it's genuinely oh, infectious. Like, I love it. I love it so much. I legit was gonna buy if if quarantine wasn't going on. I full on would have bought like something like a hat or something to wear for this episode. Because I want a pirate hat more than anything in the world. I just want to be a pirate. This is the time to do it. What I want to be about? a pirate. This is like just Amazon Prime. Still running really, you know, day it's one. Still th- the, the only bring stuff that's essential though, so. They don't. They don't. Do they not? They don't. They bring my, everything. My partner, just like my partner got a hair dye today. I got a new fucking Transformer the other day. Oh, well, there you go then. You know what that means? That means pirate hats coming my way. Would oh. you? Because when you say that, all I can imagine is you... On your balcony, with one leg up on one of the rungs and the other one on the floor, with the pirate hat, looking off into the distance. Like you're on it. Yeah, literally. I have the thingy. I have the hair, and my hair is really long now because I've not had it cut in months. So I've got the hair. I've got the beard. I'll, I'll ding in my beard. I'll be like, Captain, Captain Joe. I feel like if I do move Joe. over and anywhere near you, all I'm going to do is wake up in the morning, look out the bathroom, and see you in the distance, like you say. <laughs> you'll just look down. Please take pictures like, if that is the case. 
I'll wave and I'll shout ahoy. I'll greet everyone in the morning. Land ahoy. Pirate. Oh man. Pirates love him. Anyway, um, what was I up to? <laughs> yeah, so cannibal. Will's, Will's uh, just got there and Jack's the. Yeah, um, yeah, so. Thing. Jack's the chief, yeah, and yeah. he, you know, tells him. Well, he doesn't. He, he he tries to tell him about Elizabeth, and Jack tells his uh, cannibal people to put Will with the rest of the crew. They also um, tell his cannibal people that Will is a eunuch. He does, yeah. It's it's a joke from the first film, isn't it? Where he says like, "Are you a eunuch?" And when they're fighting in his uh, in the black blacksmith shop, and it's yeah. What well, no? What does he do though? He says like, "Um, snippy, 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 snippy." Like yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I don't know, legit, I don't know if I like Orlando Bloom in this movie or not. I think I do. He's not I good in it, but one. he's hamming it um, up so hard that I think I love it. The thing, he's very overdramatic, isn't he? Yeah. Everything he says is very dramatic, the way he says it. And, I mean, it's weird because I can't see anyone else playing the role. Oh, no, neither can I. That just is and, what like, Will Turner's like. like. Even in the new one, because obviously Will and Elizabeth appear in the newest one, um, he he still plays it with that kind of, you know, dramatic. Like there's a bit where he tells his son to, you know, stop trying to find him or whatever, and he's like, "Go home, go look after your mother," and it's really dramatic and it's it's, it's go look after like, your oh. mother. That's how he would say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, literally. It's how he does say it. It's very dramatic. Anyway, um, so oh god, I keep losing where I am. Yeah, it tells Will. Uh, yeah, so um, obviously he asks Will asks no Jack asks Will to save him, doesn't he? Yeah, you get this kind of sense that something's going on, going on. And um, back in Port Royal, Governor Swan attempts to save Elizabeth, but the captain who she's meant to escape on, whose ship she's meant to escape on, is killed by uh, Mister Mercer, and Elizabeth escapes and goes to confront Beckett. Um, she steals the letters of Mark, and but they need Beckett's signature and seal to make them valid. I oh man, I'll tell you right. I wanna be if I like ever be so successful that I have like lots of money and I have to sign those documents all the time. I want to re. I, I want to actually get a ring with like a symbol on and the wax stuff and stamp all my documents like they used to do. <laughs> I love it so much. It must be so convenient. Most people can like photocopy it or like send <laughs> it off to something. It's just this awkward waxy seal and stamp just on the bottom. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm fucking that'll be my signet. That'll be my signature instead. Oh no, because I remember my auntie's wedding was earlier this year, and she she closed all of the she put all the the invitations in the um, in envelopes, but she closed the envelope instead of just licking the thing. She closed it with a seal. That's and it was the coolest cool. thing. I was like. I didn't want to open it. Like, I knew what it was, so I was just kind of like, kind of don't want to open it. But I, I had to, but it was really cool. It was her own seal as well that she designed herself. So cool. Anyway, um, it's obviously um, Beckett informs us that Jack's compass doesn't just lead to the island of Muerta like the first film suggests. Um, and, you know, she forces him to sign the documents anyway. And she leaves and... Um, we go back to the Cannibal Island, and uh, Pinto and Rigetti uh, arrive in, and they steal the Black Pearl back for themselves after escaping jail. Um, and the rest of the crew are hanging in the bone, the, you know, the bone cages, 
Um, and Gibbs tells Will that the cannibals believe Jack is a god trapped in human form and that they plan to cook him and eat him as a way to set him free. Uh, so they devise a plan to escape and start swinging from side to side and they end up climbing up the mountain and rolling off the side of the hill and escaping. At the same time, Jack is devising his own plan by, you know, just, you know, running off. I have um, questions about this sequence. Not most of the okay. sequences. So a lot of this movie is these really dramatic big set pieces and they're great fun they're what i remembered and loved the most as a kid they really feel like concepts for rides yeah was you know does anyone know this might just be me speculating does anyone know if there was like plans to expand pirates of the caribbean maybe it's into its own entire area in disney and do rides based off of these set pieces. So, um, as far as I'm aware, there's no plans that have public knowledge of that. Yeah. Um, they did, after the first film came out, they changed the ride story. Originally, the ride was just that pirates are attacking this random port, and then they ransack it, and it becomes what isn't what inspired Tortuga at the end, and they're all singing, and they're in the cages and stuff. But then when the first film came out, kids were asking where Jack Sparrow was, so they swapped it around, and they made it the story of Barbosa coming to the port looking for Jack, and all these pirates look for Jack, and they just replaced some animatronics with um, Jack's likeness. Um, that's the only kind of... Other than there's, there's, a, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Shanghai's Disney, that it's is based mad, entirely on the film. Yeah. It's brand it's, new. It uses all the newest technology to make the rides, and it's based entirely on the, these films. Um, I'll but find it the link and I'll anything. send it to you guys. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's in, it's insane. It's all in. I can't remember what language. I think it's in, in Mandarin. Is it in Mandarin? Um, Is that why there's all those the, Chinese ships in the third one? Is that when it happened? So no, no. So it happened. It only opened recently, like two, three oh. years ago. We, it opened around the same time as like. Salazar's Revenge and shit like that. Um, but the, the reason that they're in the third one is because, well, they got to Singapore, don't they? And um, one of the pirate captains in the Brethren Court is a captain called Mistress, Mistress Cheng. Uh, this is something. The other the woman is like, yeah. she's in the thing. She's based on a real pirate because there was a lot of piracy around those parts as well as in the Caribbean. So that's the reason. Um, but you know, anyway, yeah. So they they break out, Dolly. They get away. All all parties escape and make it to the Black Pearl. And Jack gets chased by the cannibals down the uh, the, the beach. And we get that bit. I used to love all the little bits in this film, like the bit where he's hanging on the side and he's like, um, "Remember, this is the day that you almost caught." And then the wave goes, Psh! "It's fucking crazy!" And I laugh so hard in the cinema when the, I um, watch that. The kebab bit with Jack still got me. This time round, you know, well, where they're lobbing the all stick. the fucking fruit on him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all on the stick, and he gets like caught in the thing, um, and he falls. Down. Oh man, what a film this is! I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So they escape, don't they? And the ship's already in the water, and Jack, you know, escapes. And Will tells him of him and Elizabeth's like capture arrest. Um, but Jack convinces him that the only way to save Elizabeth is to find the key that's on the piece of cloth that he got from the Turkish prison. 
Um, and the only way to find that key is, well, the, the only way to find out where that key is, is they have to go see Teodolma. Um, obviously, meanwhile, Elizabeth's stowed away on a ship, and all the men find a dress, and they believe it's like a cursed dress. Um, so in Teodoma's shack, she tells us that the dead, well, she tells us what the dead man's chest is. Um, so David Jones was an honest sailor, but one day he fell in love with a woman, and um, the pain of being apart from her was too much, so he cuts out his heart and puts it in a chest. And the key is the key to, you know, said chest, and David Jones always keeps it on him and the Flying Dutchman. Um, so, right, remember I said before that there's a bit about Salazar's Revenge that really pisses me off. Right, has anyone seen the fifth film? No, no but spoiler, spoiler I spoiler, do yeah. not think anyone cares. Right, so, right, there's a scene in the film. So, so the whole thing of it is that Salazar is this guy that Jack wronged when he was younger, and there's a scene in the film with a CGI young Jack. Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, and in the scene, we find out that um, the reason the Salazar's dead is because Jack did his trick and he cheated and he's a pirate or whatever, and he ended up tricking Salazar into selling some rocks. Um, but there's a lot, there's two things wrong with this particular flashback. The flashback's like five minutes long and it, 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 it tells me that the people who wrote this film have not seen Dead Man's Chest. Because in this scene with Tia Dolma, she says that she bartered with Jack and gave him the compass. Yes. And it's her magic that makes it so that it, you know, takes him to wherever he wants to go. Oh, no, where he wants, what he wants most. And we also know from this film that David Jones raised the Black Pearl from the depths, right? Ha. This flashback in Salazar Revenge, it, what's the word? What's the word? Where Retcon. they go back on themselves. It retcons both of those points. That's a so shame. So the flashback starts with Jack being given the compass by a dying pirate who tells him that it leads him to um, what he wants most. So that's the first one already messed up. And the second thing is, this particular scene, which is definitely more than 13 years before, because he's like, what, like, he's meant to be like 20 in this particular flashback. They are on the Black Pearl in this flashback. It's not called the Black Pearl, and there's one shot that has a name on the back of the ship that tells it something else. But it is 100% the Black Pearl. And it could be argued that the ship sank and then Dave Jones re-brought it back up. But that... Saying that... Um, what? Not, not that I'm, I'm interested in defending this movie that I didn't see and don't care about. What's the context of the flashback? Because could, could you argue potentially that there is a bit of unreliable narrator? There's that whole fucking Pirates of the Caribbean video game which is Jack unreliably yeah, narrating the first movie, and there's a dragon in it. So, it's the context of it is that Salazar just wants to kill Jack because he's the one who trapped him and killed him, or whatever. But That's why do we see the flashback? Because uh, Salazar is telling it to Barbosa. So that could be that could be unreliable narrator. But the thing with saying that is though, um, and with also saying that it you know it could have sank and Jones you know raised it from the back. That for me is making excuses for filmmakers who clearly didn't <laughs> Yeah, fair, yeah. Because they could have so easily just made it a different ship. They also, in the flashback, they say that he get his, na- his real name isn't actually Jack Sparrow. That he got the name because of this particular incident in the flashback 
where he was shouting over to Salazar from the crow's nest and he got the name Jack Sparrow because of that incident. What is this fucking obsession right now with about origins for fucking names? They do it yeah, in Solo know. as well, don't they? Just yeah. let him have a I, cool ju- I just assumed that was yeah. his birth exactly. name. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Why could it not be his birth name? Oh, because the, the whole thing it suggests that his name became Jack the Sparrow, and then it was just Jack Sparrow. It's so oh, God, so I lame. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't. Um, oh, it was. But, I was watching Tangled on Disney Plus. They do the same thing. Do they? Flynn Rider, such a badass fucking name. No, he's called Eugene. Like, uh <laughs> why? Why? I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I, that it's there's some other part of the of it where it's he wants to be something else, so that's why he changes his name. I get it. But Jack Sparrow's a cool name. Let him be Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Name yeah Jack why yeah. wreck on it? It's just it's oh, you, you could just class that film. It's like the bloody Rise of Skywalker and the whole you know sequel trilogy. Just consider them not canon. Imagine, imagine if it turned out that Barbosa was just called like Steve or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, his name's Hector, so I don't know if that's any. Better I don't know. Like, as a full name, that's cool. Hector Barbosa, like, like you know. Yeah, I suppose. Well, it kind of yeah. works. Steve Judge, Steve Smith. Sweet Steve Smith. <laughs> Something like really generic. Um, <laughs> but no, anyway, right. So yeah, the flashback really annoys me because they obviously haven't watched the, their own films back. Um, but yeah, no. Anyway, so they find out where the Flying Dutchman is, and Will hops on board in search of David Jones, but there's all the men dying, and then David Jones shows up. And all of his fish people line the living people up. And we get a really cool bit where he like gets in the guy's face and he's like, Do you feel dead? Do you feel dead? I love okay. Bill Nye's delivery. He's so the whole way through this, this movie. Isn't he? Oh man. Do you oh, feel you know, that dark abyss? So, so good. good. Did you know, right? He almost wasn't even the bad guy in this film. Originally when they were writing this film, the, the plot was gonna be about the journey to find the Fountain of Youth. That's what the second one was going to be about. Yeah. That's why in um, the third film, the, um, yeah, that's why in the third film, the Fountain of Use actually pops up at the very, very end that they talk about finding it. Um, and it's on the map. Oh, what's that map called? I know what that map's called. Hold on. But you know, you know the map, I mean, the, 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 um, the navigational charter things that they have in the third film. The, um, that's why I don't really remember much of the they, third film. I remember it being a well, mess. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah, they. Um, that's originally we we're gonna do the Fountain of Youth, and they were gonna base it on the book on Stranger Tides, which the fourth one is based on. So, um, which is can also we, why. Can we also take a minute to appreciate? Davy Jones looks really good. He does. Even today, he holds the he fuck does. up. Mm-hmm. He does really good. There's actually a thing. None of you have seen it, obviously. But there's actually um, an after credit scene in Salazar's Revenge which suggests he's still alive and he's coming back. Because Will gets freed of his devotion to the the, uh, the Flying Dutchman and reunites with Elizabeth. Starts having like um, PTSD flashbacks in his sleep. And he sees David Jones come into the room. And then he wakes up and he's like, ah! And then it, it pans down and there's some water and like um, you know those barnacle things that are all over him on the floor and then it goes off and you're like oh he's still alive that's pretty shit um, <laughs> anyway um, yeah yeah so he gets on doesn't he and then he tells uh, Will tells Dave Jones he's here to settle his debt with Jack Sparrow 
Um, and um, so David Jones fast travels over to the Black Pearl. Nice. And um, next, and um, he tells Jack he makes a deal with Jack where if he delivers ninety nine people to Jones in exchange for Jack's soul, then he doesn't have to spend his hundred years on the Dutchman. Um, so Jones like slimes in Jack's hand, and the black spot disappears. Um, and they'll be they're going to be traveling to Tartuga to get these hundred souls. At the same time, Elizabeth uses her dress to trick her superstitious shipmates into also traveling to Tartuga. Um, so everyone goes to Tartuga and they're having a right old time. It's all fun and games and drunk and sex and drunk and killing. And Seems Tartuga. like a fun place. Yeah, real place as well. It was a real place. And weirdly, you look at the history books, Port Royal was the same. But they, they depict Port Royal in this film as being very English and very controlled. But no, they actually, Port Royal in real life actually employed the help of pirates to protect it. So it became very much like this did. Um, but this, the timeline of this film is a complete, of all of these films is a complete mess on purpose. So it's, you don't have to worry about it too much. Um, so, you know, they go in, they, they get the recruits, don't they, in a tavern. And ex Commodore Norrington, who um, had to step down from his post a few couple months earlier, has become a drunkard. Um, it kicks off, and they start fighting. And while Jack makes his escape, and Elizabeth, you know, shows up, takes out Norrington. Um, elsewhere, Will is slaving away on the Dutchman, and he runs into his dad, and his dad's forced to give him like five hundred lashes. No, five hundred. Jesus Christ! Just that's five. A lot. That's like that, that's that's a lot of lashes. That's like death. That's like death. <laughs> five lashes, um, and they catch up. You know, they start talking to each other. And then the wall comes alive and tells them that um, David Jones keeps the key on him at all times. Um, Does this... So, I'm, I'm reaching here, right? He's like a man made of coral, basically. Yeah, so he's... And in, he's, 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 he's connected to the wood of the boat. Yeah. Right? So that sort of make him a tree man, a sea tree man. Is yeah. this for our list of Is trees? Is this a tree? So, so right... Proposal for y'all. I think trees are really important, and I think it's wrong of us to rank the trees. So instead of a treeometer, I propose the Tree Hall of Fame. Okay. Right, and I like it. that man is my submission for this this week's Tree Hall of Fame. But he's not a tree. But he's like a sea tree. <laughs> Corals are like sea trees. Sea tree. But yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Sea tree. They're like plants in the ocean. They're like sea trees. And he's also connected to the, the wood of the ship. That's That used to be bark. That used to be trees. I, I This is my submission. The boat uh, that's tenuous. That's <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Well, so it's, like, it's either got to be him as my submission or the tree that Davy Jones's crew member bumps into later. No, that's a I tree. Or the one that they run into when they're holding the the, um, the chest and it bangs out the thing. That is those are good trees. Those are real trees. Like actually yeah. can be classified as a tree with leaves and roots and branches. I think I've been outvoted here. I think it's the palm trees that's going in the tree hall. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, palm trees, trees. It's all it's all good fun. Um, the wall tells them where <laughs> stuff's going down, um, and then the wall goes back to being a wall. And then, so, 
yeah, let me go back to Tortuga, don't we? And Elizabeth meets up with Jack, and he tells her that the only way to save Will is by finding the chest. He's a deceiving little bastard, isn't he? Um, and by finding the chest, she can then use it to force Dave Jones into releasing Will from his crew. Um, and then obviously Norrington joins the uh, the crew. And like, was it you guys I was talking about the other day with that bit at the beginning of DVDs, start, uh, Disney DVDs, where it's the advert and he starts, we've got a heading and it's got people. We have our heading. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, bro. Fucking amazing. Love it. Whenever I hear that in this film. I don't I remember this. Advert. Me neither. Oh, what? It's great. It was you the got... start of all the home video shit. Yeah, right. When you got like a, a, a DVD from Disney. I mostly had Disney this... VHSs. So whatever the Disney VHS was. I was going to say, me and you come from a very Disney heavy family. Do you know? yeah. <laughs> this is why I know this shit. DVDs, so, yeah. I mean, it, when I'm, basically the advert starts with that bit where Jack says, we have our heading. And then here we Peter go. Peter Pan goes, here yeah, we Peter, go. Yeah, it's Don't amazing. Oh, man, childhood. Anyway. Um, yeah, so. Again, we'll send it to you yeah, there you go. So get, we'll get it. On I'm me. sure it, it will have the same effect on me now. <laughs> it's I'll on look forward guys. to it. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's very good. Um, right. What was it? Yeah, so the Flying Dutchman. We're back on the Flying Dutchman. Will challenges David Jones to play a game of Liar's Dice. Does anyone know When you were kids, did you fucking actually understand this game? Because it took me years yes. to wrap my head around it. I learned how to play this game because of this film. <laughs> and I am yet to ever play an actual game of it outside of the first Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's yeah. my actual experience of playing it. Which I don't think it yeah. works playing it in Red Dead because you really need, I think, that human kind of yeah. It's called liars dice, but you can do just as much deceiving by telling the truth, which is what David yeah. Jones does. Yeah. So it's uh, oh god, we need to play. It's such a fun game. I, love it. <laughs> I don't know who has that many dice, but. Good game. But yeah, anyway, uh, Lies dies. So he bets um, David Jones that if he loses, he'll spend 100 years in servitude on the Dutchman. But if he wins, he gets David Jones' key. Um, and then Bootstrap comes in because he, he doesn't want his son to be trapped on the Dutchman with him. Uh, and obviously, you know, Bootstrap loses and Will doesn't get trapped on the ship. But now we know that the only reason he did it is because he wanted to know where the key was. Um so the, him and his dad like devise a plan where his dad distracts the man on deck while Will sneaks down to the captain's quarters and steals the key from Jones. Um, in this nail-biting scene, um, Will has to like move like sleeping Davy Jones's like tentacles around to get the key. Gets it though, so it's pretty sick. He does pretty work, pretty good job. Um, so with the key in his inventory, uh, Will jumps overboard, but not before promising his dad he'll come back and save him. From the Dutchman. Um, ironically, Will ends up on the merchant ship that Elizabeth stowed away on, and he finds a dress and realizing, you know, she must have escaped. Um, so, speaking of Elizabeth, she's back on the Pearl. She's having some like weird thoughts about Jack, and the compass informs her that um, she like wants him, and you know, it's being being a bit. She's like, oh, that's a problem, um, <laughs> and. I feel like she she wants him in the same way the audience does, though. You know, it's that sense of being free and adventure like, yeah. and going out in the open oceans and claiming the world as your own. Past him. Nah, I was pointing at him. Wasn't nah, it? you're not horny enough for this movie. Clearly, <laughs> I don't think so. Nah, 
No. I always assume they were like, oh, it's point. It looks like it's pointing to Jack, and which is why she's like, oh fuck. But actually, it was just pointing past Bad. it. Yeah. Does but, anyone know as well? Fun fact. I mean, not in much in this scene, but in the scene before. Does anyone know why she had to dress like a guy when she stored away in the ship? Obviously, she's trying to blend in. Women weren't allowed, like, were they? They were considered lucky, bad it? luck, women, wasn't it? Yeah, women were considered considered bad luck on ships. And there's lots of famous pirates, two in particular, the most famous, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. Yeah. Um, Anne Bonny, not so much because she was like dating and going out with the guy who eventually became the captain of the ship. But Mary Reed, she had to, she posed as a man on the crew for a long time. And it wasn't until Anne Bonny realized, you know, figured out that she was a woman and they had like a romantic relationship that it came out as like she was a woman. But yeah, there you go. That's the biggest story of um, like women pretending to be men for pirates. Isn't it pirates. wild, right, that sexist men kept women off of ships and starved themselves of sex so badly that they started to fantasize about half fish, half women people? Pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. But then, to make it worse, though, those fantasies then became stories of half beautiful half fish half women who would then lure you into the sea and kill you yeah so it's like it's not just oh i saw a woman who in the sea it's like oh i saw a woman who's trying to kill me in the sea (laughs) trying to trick me into the sea it's really weird the whole pirate lore and foot war thing is really strange there's lots to it um what was i up to oh yeah so um Obviously, um, Will's on the ship, isn't he? And then the Dutchman catches up to him and they release the Kraken on him. And, um, you know, the, the Kraken... This is our first proper Kraken scene, isn't it? It's pretty Kraken. That was terrible. Oh, um, boy. Do we hear... That was bad, I know. Do we hear the speech at this point or is that later? Which bit? Um, is this, hang on, I love it, so I've actually got it down here. I think here. this is the release the Kraken bit, if that's the bit you're on about. The, um, let no joyful voice be heard, that one. That one, where David Jones is, I like, think, saying, I think this is, because he Let no man look really. up to the sky with hope, and let this yeah. day be cursed by those, uh, we who are ready to wake the Kraken. Is that this? Yeah, that... I think that's this bit because well, he doesn't say it at the end. He doesn't even say anything. He just has a, a like a cheeky smile when uh, <laughs> he released it on the Black Pearl. So I think that's this bit, yeah. Pretty sick. Um, so the bit I love about this scene especially is the bit where the two tentacles come down, but the moment they make impact, the music like kicks in. It's like... It's fuckery. The music's it. well good in this movie. I love it. And whenever it happens on screen, I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus beautiful i love it you know i'll give you another fun fact the first thing i ever bought on itunes was the at world's end soundtrack oh my god <laughs> and i still have it on there to this day so you're something um, else joe god. you know what i used to do big pirate fan when i had when i had my ipod shuffle i used to put put the music on because you couldn't use ipod shuffles without headphones so yeah i stuck the headphone in Turned it, turned the volume right up so I could hear it through the headphones, and would play Pirates of the Caribbean on my Black Pearl 
shit. Nice. With the music playing. Do you want to know why you love that music so much? Because it was actually composed by Hans Zimmer. So it makes sense. So, so here's if this makes you feel any better. It wasn't the first thing that I bought, but I did buy He's a Pirate on iTunes as one of my very early purchases. Potentially like second or third purchases ever. If it makes you feel any better about your Sag Life choices, my first iTunes purchase ever was I purchased the Yu-Gi-Oh! theme song. So, okay, yours probably enough. was better. I mean, my second wasn't any better. My second... So my first purchase as a whole was the soundtrack as a whole. My second purchase of an individual song was the fun song from Spongebob. You know, F is for friends who do stuff together. You is... That's, that's <laughs> I, that was my second one. I was like eight when this happened as well. <laughs> Is this where your love of pirates came from, with Spongebob? Maybe. Maybe. Just the the captain of the stars yelling, are you ready, kids? That's where your love of pirates came from. Did you ever see um, that Power Rangers movie where the pirates at the start of it, they're on a pirate ship? No. What? Well, good. Yeah, they've got a pirate ship and they've got cars inside the pirate ship. Cars? Yeah, it's a bad movie. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> just, that just popped yeah, into my so, head. And right back yeah, out again. Um, anyway, Will survives the attack, obviously. But, um, you know, John starts sweating a bit, doesn't he? Because he, uh, they don't find his body. So they uh, decide to sail to the um, Isle of Crucis, where the chest is buried. Um, unbeknownst to Jones, however, Will has been a bit cheeky and climbed re-aboard uh, the Dutchman for a ride cheeky little boy um so racing them to the island is the pearl where jack and elizabeth continue the somewhat harmless flirting but um the black spot reappears on his hand and um you know i'm assuming that's because it's been three days since the deal's up doesn't really yeah probably i must assume that it's like a it's an automatic thing like jones is just set to you know automatic on his phone or whatever had it done automatically i don't know like when you set up a, you know, a bank, I don't know, never mind. Um, yeah, so they sail onto the land, don't they? And um, they begin the search for the chest. Meanwhile, the Dutchman arrives and, you know, just in time to catch them doing it. And Will shows up to mix things up. Um, all is revealed uh, to the dialogue. You know, Jack wants the chest to force Jones into calling off the Kraken. But Will wants to kill Jones so he can free his father. But then at the same time, Norrington throws himself into the mix and wants a chest so he can trade it with Beckett for his life back. It's a whole bloody mess. Um, so they start fighting. And such a sick fight scene. I love fights. It's great, isn't it? Pirate fight scenes. So good. They're all like... Fucking amazing. You know, they fight on the beach. They fight in the forest. They fight in an old church. They fight on an old water wheel. It's a whole mad thing. I love um, that scene so much. I love it so, so much. So much fun. When I, like whenever I think of like pirate fight scenes, this is the scene that I think of. Just pow man, man. You know what's a really good fight? Pirate fight scene, like the very last bit of Uncharted Four, when you got to fight. I don't know if anyone. I think I might have spoiled. I haven't it. played it. I have oh, played well, it, but it was a while ago. The well, at the very end, you have to fight someone with a with like a cutlass, and it's fucking sick. Because you can feel how heavy they are, and they when yep. they when they hit when they clang each other, there's like sparks. 
oh man, I want pirate films like that. It's all good. Anyway, I need to replay that um, game. I replayed it recently. It's amazing. Um, anyway, mean yeah. So meanwhile, while all that's going on, um, Pintel and Rigetti they decide they need to remove the temptation of the chest from the situation. So you know they nick it. And oh, I'd forgotten about those two. Yeah. The so assistant they, regional manager. Literally, yeah, yeah. You know, there's actually law to those as well. You know, he's actually the old, the bald one. I think yeah. Pintel. I think Pintel's the bald one. He's actually like Rigetti's uncle, and that's why they know each other. Somewhere at some point, someone has decided that that's what the relationship is. Um, but yeah, so she you know, so she's she's Elizabeth goes and chases them, and you know they get attacked by fish people, um, and. You know, Will and Jack and Norrington are fighting while she deals with them. Um, you know, shit hits the fan and everything goes tits up and you know. It's it's it was it was a big long twenty minutes fight scene that, you know, if I'd said every detail about it, it would have been more boring. So, you know. <laughs> Jack parries, fight. but Norrington catches him. <laughs> like... <laughs> Jack vaults off the roof, but Norrington decides he's got other plans and <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, so, anyway, so it all ends with them, they end up back on the beach, and Jack puts the heart into his jar of dirt, which I forgot to mention in the Tia Dalma scene, he gets a jar of dirt in that scene. Do you remember that um, being a meme? Yeah, I remember I got a jar of dirt, I got a... So good. Remix. Oh man, amazing. Um, so he puts the heart in the jar of dirt, doesn't he, but then Norrington just so happens to notice the dirt, and he's like... So he nicks the heart and he creates a diversion by running off of the chest so the others can escape. Um, but obviously he just ends up giving the chest back to them anyway because he knows the heart's not in there. Uh, so we're back on the pearl. Everyone gets back to the pearl. And just when all seems to have gone their way, boom, the black pearl... Uh, no, fuck. The flying Dutchman appears. And um, it's okay because it's okay because Jack has his you know, jar of dirt. And we get that bit that everyone loves. Oh, I got Johnny falls down the stairs. Ah, oh, you slimy uh, git! <laughs> what oh, I got? God, so good. You know, it's an improvised line as well. Is it? It's yeah. <laughs> a good oh, line, man. It's a great it's so line. Good. It's a great line. I love it. Um, yeah. So, oh right, I <laughs> I keep jumping in with these facts about my World Book Day costume. <laughs> One thing I never did. One thing I never did, but wanted to more than anything, was fill a jar of dirt and take it in with me. Just like a jar. It didn't have to be a realistic size. It could have just been a small jar, take it in, there's a bit of dirt in it, but my mum didn't let me. And I was like, oh, but mum, she was like, no, you're not taking a jar of dirt into school. Like, oh my god. It's really sad. Um, Never got to do that one, unfortunately. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe Um, one day! (laughs) <laughs> what are you gonna? You gonna come into work in your costume oh, in your jar of dirt? World Book Day he just rocks up to some school, just showing kids his jar of dirt. You know how like you know how like schools because schools are like really attached to like legacy and shit, right? So one day when obviously we're mega star A list celebrities because we talk about movies, your yeah. school will invite you back and you should rock up as Jack Sparrow. I will. I will. But, like. Um, I don't even know what I'd say. I'd be like, um, you know what? I, I used to be able to talk like Jack Sparrow, but I, the, the the skills lost on me now. I guarantee he looked like this 
<laughs> you know what? One hundred percent. I need to find the picture. I'm sure my mum has it somewhere. I'll see if I can find the picture. I bet it's. I don't even know if it's on anything. It'll be on something somewhere. Oh man, I reckon that my mum. I feel like my mum put it on Facebook when I was turned eighteen. Should we? Should yeah, we message her? Should we message her now? Jacob, are you what? logged into the uh, Instagram? Can you message Joe's mum? Genuinely. No, don't. <laughs> Do it. If you don't, I will. No, I'll, I'll get it later. Don't worry about it. Worry about it. <laughs> okay. If not, you have I'll a week. With those. If we haven't got it I'll for the <laughs> next show, I'll message you on the show. I have three days to do it. To deliver <laughs> 100 pictures of me as Jack Sparrow. Man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. So, um, you know, Jones gets really pissed off, doesn't he? Fires on the pill. But they, they managed to, you know, they managed to outrun her. Um, they think the pill, uh, the Dutchman's given up. So they think. I made weird eye contact with the camera there when I said that. Um, so, you know, they're celebrating and comes a bit too early, said celebrating, because um, Jones releases the cracking and um, you get that thump, don't you, when the thing goes down and Jack's jar falls <laughs> over the edge and it smashes. Yeah. And um, obviously the heart is absent. Um, um, willing, willing, Will, Knowing what this particular thump was, he gets the men to line up the canyons, cannons, <laughs> and they fire on the tentacles as they're coming up the side. Um, so, uh, fun fact for you: what the people who animated the tentacles had no idea how to do it because there's obviously no real-world inspiration for a massive squid. They could have used normal squids, squids. not yeah, yeah. but. What they and use octopuses, context, yeah, and hentai. Was. You know, lots of oh, venues for. God. You went there, Sam. You went there. Oh. Anyway, if it was going to um, be any one of us. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but no, the thing they actually use is reference. It was like an old King Kong movie or something from like, or was it Godzilla or something from like the fifties or the sixties, where they just put a squid over like a miniature sea. Would they not just use like twenty thousand leagues or something? That's got a big squid in it. You'd mm-hmm. think. I don't know why they said that there's no um, reference, because there's lots of references. That's their own yeah. film as well. So the Cthulhu, like... I don't know. Anyway. I mean, in a more positive note, I love that you never get a good look at it. Ever. Yeah. I mean, I had the um, the Megablocks release, like, a, a toy of it, so I do know what it looks like. Um, but in the film, you don't see what it looks like, so that's nice. I mean, you it's do like kind of the, the, the one, most you get is the mouth at the end, but even that, it leaves it to your imagination how much extends behind that. You know what yeah. it looks like in full, and I always appreciated that. You do whatever you can conjure in your head is more frightening than whatever they can animate in CGI. There is a bit in At World's End when because Jones has to kill it, doesn't he? When um, Beckett like takes over the ship and stuff, and they find it on an island. In, so in the, the only two things I remember from that movie are Diorama becoming a water lady and a hundred Jack Sparrows. Everything else yes. is whoop, fucked off. Oh well, they find they find it dead on an island, and you don't really, you still don't really see it. It's very big, so it's all very up close. But um, yeah, it's dead in the next one. Um, but that's the most you see it outside the water. I think. Well, that's the only time you see it outside the water. But that's the most of it you see. You get a real um, sense of how massive it actually is. Um, but, what are they up to? 
Yeah, so, um, obviously they, they blow, like, holes into its arms and shit, and, um, it doesn't, it doesn't kill it, and they have to come up with another plan before it comes back, so they decide to blow it up. Um, the Kraken attacks again while they're piling up the explosive into that net, and Elizabeth notices Jack has ran off, um, he's taken one of the, the um, one of the last boats, and he's sailing off back to, um, the Isle of Cruises, and... No, no, but he has a bit of a dilemma. He looks at his compass, and maybe it's finally worked for him, or... Spoiler, it does actually work for him. And he gets there just as the explosives get pulled up, and Will gets tangled in the net. Um, Jack reappears in time for Will to cut himself free, and shoots the barrel, um, detonating them, and making some tasty calamari out of the cracking <laughs> Um So... Is it calamari uncooked? Isn't it raw? It's. I mean, no, it's sushi. Yeah, sushi it is raw. I've had it cooked. You can have cooked calamari. Well, have you, you ever had sushi? Have you ever had it. squid? It's tasty. Yeah, Very sweet. I don't, know. I don't think so. It, do you know what? It tastes like prawn. It's very it sweet. It There's a surprise. Yeah. See, I refuse to try it because it disappointed me once at work. Do and these little crispy things came over onto the table when we went to that dark place, and I was like, ah, chicken. Someone took a bite and they're like, oh my god. Alright, so well, that's it. That, that's, just, that's just the thing, Amelia. Is, is is typically when when it's prepared, it doesn't look like everyone has this assumption that they're going to dump a fucking slimy little squid yeah, on your yeah. plate. And sometimes you can get that, but most of the time it's crispy and it doesn't look like squid. Yeah. It looks like um, rings most of the time. I've had it. Yeah, and it, it's like, tasty. I, I know you're a fussy eater, but I would mm. still recommend trying it. Maybe I will. It's I. I because it doesn't. It doesn't even it. fully taste like like. Prawn is almost an unfair. It's it's kind of like prawn, like like crisp. You know, like skips. Oh, it no, tastes. No, no, I wouldn't say. There that. we are. Okay, skips. there we are. It ta- it kind of oh. tastes like skips. Oh does no, it? I don't think it does. I don't <laughs> think it does. Skips. I hate skips. Okay, right. Honestly, honestly, I'm about halfway through this room. I don't fucking know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sir. Um. So speaking of, I'm um, scampi. It's oh. not like scampi. I've had scampi. Scampi's a bit. It's just, I don't know. It, it just it's like not fish. as much flavour. It's nice. It tastes like fish. We'll leave it. What we should it. do um, after the lockdown is we'll oh, all oh, go out. Oh, we'll outtakes outing to like Yo Sushi, right? And we'll fucking we'll try a little little bits and bobs and shit. It'd be great. Fish. Good stuff. So, um, <laughs> God, I'm. Get- Anyway, what was I up to? Oh yeah, fucking no. Um, the Jack Jack had just shot the tentacles. Yeah, yeah. So they said the best thing to do is to just abandon the ship, and what little people are left climb aboard the little dinghy. But Elizabeth knows that the Kraken is coming after him, and they're not gonna, um, yeah, you know, they're not they're not coming after them. They're coming after him. So she tricks him um, by kissing him, and she hangs up, handcuffs him to the mast. Will, you know, he sees this and, you know, naturally thinks Elizabeth uh, loves Jack. Big sad for him. Um, but sad. Jack, yeah, big sad situation. Um, anyway, Jack escapes his cuffs just in time for the Kraken to roar at him one last time. And then the Kraken brings down the ship um, down to David Jones' locker with him on board. Um, I'll tell you, right, this scene, I would, I, I would have been seven 
when this came out, when I watched this in the cinema, and I cannot tell you how shocked I was watching this. 100%. I was, I yeah, left, same. I left being like, they can't do that. They can't leave it on a cliffhanger. Films don't do that. That's a TV show thing. I was so baffled by the fact that they'd done it. And, right, has anyone ever seen that episode of Simpsons where um, Homer comes out of the Empire Strikes Back and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe Darth Vader's Will's dad. Uh, Will, fucking hell. I can't believe Darth Vader's <laughs> Luke's dad. And uh, But he says it around the crowd of people waiting to go into the film. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I did that to... Um, it wasn't this film, but at the end of... Um, at World's End... Will becomes the captain of the fly of the fine Dutchman. Yeah. And as I came out of that film, I was past the people waiting to go in and went, I can't believe Will becomes the captain of the flying Dutchman at the end. Really loud. And then my mum looked and all the people were looking at me. So it's really it's a bad situation. Fuck it's, you, pirate it. kid. Yeah, <laughs> bad, I, I said it so loud and they all definitely heard me say Were you it. wearing like a little like pirate pandana and <laughs> Probably, yeah, I probably was. I had. I it like, had it probably would have been like, you know how we're like uh, Happy Meal boxes, you can like pop off the bottom of it and it becomes <laughs> yeah, a pirate yeah. hat or something. That's <laughs> probably what he had probably, going yeah. in. Probably. I, I would have definitely dressed in something. I would have definitely dressed in something, I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, so Jones watches the pearl go down. Um, but, you know, he's a bit like, mm, uh oh. So he gets one of his men to um, open the chest where he finds the heart. He's gone. Oh, we already knew anyway, so it's not big of a shot. Um, so back in Port Royal, one James Norrington arrives with the heart of Davy Jones, and he has the signed letters of Mark. And um, essentially, it's, he trades them, for, you know, to be pardoned from his uh, previous crimes. Man's got his job back. Good stuff, and he does have his job back in the next one. I think he gets a promotion as well. I think he becomes an admiral. I can't remember, um, but. You know, meanwhile, our favourite pirate crew are being all mo- mopey and depressed, and they're over at Tia Dorma's crib, and you know, Will's you know ruining her table with his knife, and um, Elizabeth's feeling kind of guilty about you know feeding Jack to the big fish. Um, you know, Will mistakes this her being sad for love, and tells her that if you know there was any way to bring him back, then he would. Um, he's been really like. What's the word? He's being really... He's, he's a cook. He's being really nice. Yeah. yeah he's Will Turner's really a cook. Nice about, like, he's like, he's like, you know what? If it makes my girl happy, I'll bring it, her side man back. It's so <laughs> weird, isn't it? He's like, oh, man, we're going to get married. But you love him, so I suppose... Yeah, don't worry about it. Forget our marriage. Don't worry about it. It's really... He's being weird. But anyway... Uh, any, anyway I, I, I actually gone, wish man. to explain that just for any cunts out there, I'm using the word cook ironically. You're a dick. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Anyway, Tia jumps in and she informs him that there is a way to bring Jack back. Um, but, and I'm going to quote, I love this line so much, so I'm going to quote it. Um, she tells him that if they plan to go and brave the weird and haunting shores at World's End, then they're going to need a captain who knows those waters. And then obviously, we know who that captain is. Big reveal. It's the once dead but now alive, Captain Barbosa. And he's revealed and his his line always gives me a smile and oh, he says his line, it goes off, you got the classic Pirates of the Caribbean theme, and the film ends, 
and I was so sad in the cinema because I didn't want it to end, but it did, and then I watched it a year later. And it was, God, what a film. Oh, and then there's the, the after credit scene of the dog sat on the throne in the uh, yeah. the cannibal island. But I had a minor argument with Charlotte because she was like, oh my God, they're going to kill the dog. And I was like, well, no, there's an after credit scene where it's fine because it's the chief. And she was like, well, that means they're going to eat it. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't die in the movie. This was the 1800s. Technically, it's been dead for ages. Go is Go that ahead. dog the dog with the keys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because... Um, is the dog with the keys in the first one, which is based on the ride, because there oh. is a dog with the keys in the ride. And then he comes to the island with Pintel and Maggette at the beginning, and then they chase him away when they lose Jack. But then, the dog reappears. I mean, they suggest that it's the same dog. It could be a different dog. But they all look at it like, oh my god, that dog's still alive. In the third film, it shows up when they go to the Brethren Court, and Jack Sparrow's dad pops up, and he has the keys in his mouth. So, it's suggested that maybe that dog survived the cannibals. Man's a pretty... My guy ate the cannibals. He did. He did. He pushed them into the fire. Well, that's it. So, I don't even think they killed the dog, because after Jack, they would have been like, well, either we have to accept that we were wrong, or that he was a god. And I reckon they probably accepted that he was a god. So they probably didn't eat the dog. I imagine probably did, yeah. I imagine... what's dog backwards? God. <gasps> Oof. <laughs> well, there you go. Just saying. There you go. Oh, amazing. Wow. That was Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. What we're going to do now is go around in a circle and give it any final thoughts we have on the movie and give it an individual score out of 10. And then I am going to use Matt to get an overall score out of 100. And we're going to see where it ranks on our list to the best to worst movies of all time. Amelia, kick us off. Yes, I'll keep it short and sweet because we're nearly up two hours. Um, I yeah, this film's part of my childhood. You know, me and my brother watched it, and they're fun. They're fun movies. You know, like so, no movie's perfect. You could pick apart the Disney like Marvel franchise, but like they're fun to watch, and they had some heckin' good merchandise as a kid. So out of ten, I'm going to give this one a seven. Seven. Cool. Fur Jacob. So I watched. This was the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie I watched. Which means that so much of it is just, wait, what? What's this? Oh, What's happening? <laughs> None of the, this this person made any sense to me the first time I watched it. Did I didn't watch it. Did it excite you, though? Did it not interest you? Like, oh, I, like, I wonder well, who they are. Who's that guy? And then oh, I so would go back not... and watch it and go, oh, so that's who that guy was. But I wouldn't realise that so it was when... that guy until I then would re-watch this one or see it again eventually. So, so when you watched the bit with Will's dad when Bootstrap first appeared and he said Bootstrap Bill Turner, that was nothing to you. It was like a... Right? That's his name? That's he said name. Turner and I was like, well, I know that the other guy is Will Turner. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that. But did you assume then that it's... He does say later in that set, in that dialogue that it's his son, but did you assume that it was his dad? What? Will Turner's the, dad? Yeah. Because yeah, they do like, mention him as being Will Turner's dad. Yeah, that one's film. pretty clear. I think I, I, I think I he's more. To- was... You're probably more talking about like the compass and yeah. who Beckett is and why all the Matt and Barbosa at the end and all. The- yeah, it didn't. Oh yeah, you so, know who Barbosa is. Watching this for the first time, I was. It was a like, what? So then, when every time I've rewatched it since, it's just been a bit wet. Because it's never really had the same Because it's in the sea. Because it's in the sea. It never, it never had the follow-on impact. I didn't watch it as a sequel. This was the first thing I watched. Yeah. And I wasn't a pirate kid as a kid. 
and I don't think it's my favourite pirate film. I think my favourite pirate film is probably going to be Captain Phillips. So... Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I still enjoyed it. It still looks good. CGI is still good. There's still some like really iconic moments in it. Probably only a six from me. Six? Joe? I'm just biased. I love this film so much that I find it very difficult to find anything wrong with it. So yeah. Just... I can watch this film on repeat and... I think I've said that about something recently as well. I don't know what it was. Treasure Planet? Maybe Back to the Future. <laughs> no, it's Back to oh, the, Back the Future. Future. I can watch that on repeat as well. But it's the same kind of thing. It's the same thing. Like, I I can watch this on repeat and I can watch it over and I love every... And every single time, I know exactly what the story is. I didn't even have to watch it. I had it open on my computer, but to write the thing out for this, I didn't have to watch it that much. I just yeah. played it every once in a while and skipped a scene. I didn't have to, like, it's just I love it so much I'm actually just going to give it a 10 because I fucking love it so 10 much. so good so oh. I'm probably not going to be as generous as you although I do also love it um, it's hard to ignore that there is some pretty frequent lazy cinematography in this a lot of pretty flat light into no lighting at all affecting some of the shots I find that the shots. beginning is really good the, old, the cinematography in the beginning and the shots and the light yeah and then it kind of dies down a bit near the end. The little macro shots of the cups with the water hitting yeah, them. It's it quite opens stunning. Really well. um, but yeah, later on it gets pretty bad and the framing's not particularly inspiring. Um, and it's worth noting now that this movie has a lot of the same problems as all part one movies have now. You know, of being like constant, constant, constant setup to the payoff that is part two. However, when this movie came out and when I first watched it, part one movies weren't quite as big as... Well, they're not even big anymore. But, like, in the sort of mid-2000s, everything felt like it had to have a part one and a part two. Yeah. You know? Um, so it, it felt... the last, if it was a trilogy, the last yeah. would have a part one and two. Yeah. So it still felt kind of fresh, and I can't say I noticed... I mean, I was a child, you know? I'm, I'm kind of biased because as a child, you don't know things are bad. I did enjoy X-Men 3. Because, whoa, Wolverine and Cyclops and, whoa, you know, it didn't really matter. You know, I was a child. It was enough. Um, but I can't say I noticed them as heavily. I was into the idea of the world. I was really excited and enthralled by the pirate sense of adventure. The music is amazing. I love the characters. I'm not going to go as high as you, Joe, but I, I am going to give it a nine. Because it is still one of my favorite movies ever. Honestly, it's not very technically good, but it really, really inspired me. And I remember watching a lot of things as a kid being like, wow, holy shit, I want to... It, it kind of did inspire me to get into film because I was excited by how they did what they did. Which gives it an overall score of... Oh, man. 80 out of 100. This is our most like common score, I think. Brilliant. So, got to go around in a circle and start asking questions. Amelia, mm -hmm. do you prefer Dead Man's Chest or Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Goes to win the most. Jacob. Beetlejuice. Two. Joe. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. I think I'm going to go with Dead Man's Chest as well. We have host bias in play, which gives it the 
perspective to go up in the ladder, which I, ma- I now have to ask again. Amelia, Dead Man's Chest or Monsters, Inc.? Um, um, what's the thing? Because I know more about it. And then, yeah. Jacob? Yeah, Monsters Inc. Joe? <laughs> 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 you need to what? Obviously, de- Dead Man's so Okay, okay. Uh, I'm sorry to announce that I think when I really think about it, uh, Monsters Inc. takes the, um, oh, the number there sorry. for me. Uh, which I mean, places down, so. Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest as the ninth greatest movie of all time. That's still a very good score. Top it's 10. still in the top ten for now. <laughs> for yeah. now. For now. For now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the most important part of the show, and that's finding out what we're going to be watching next week. It's my go, and I've got a bit of a bit planned for this, but I am a little bit pissed. So I'm hoping Brilliant. I can do it first time, right? <laughs> so See how this goes. Um, so it's no secret that in, as we record this in April of 2020, early April of 2020, things are pretty crazy, you know, and we like to try and escape from the ongoings of the world, but it's fine because I have a plan and here's the plan. What we're going to do is we're going to get the car, uh, go to mum's, kill I Phil, sorry, Phil, go to Liz's, get Liz, and then we're going to go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. Sean of the Dead. Love it. Sorry, Joe. I know you're not tremendously excited about this. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Right. Right. Amazing. So that was. My head is actually spinning. I've drunk way too much rum. How long have you had that pint just sat on the side there? Uh, What the? the, um, (laughs) Do you know what fucking beer it is as well? Hey. <laughs> I have so many. I have so many of those in my fridge, you know. Like, Do you know, what? I don't even fucking like beer at all. But I am now so drunk that it's pretty tasty. Nice, that's golden, the, delicious. Point right there. Warm Corona. Honey, tasting. You get to a point, and then it just kind of like you can't taste it anymore. So you just drink as much as you want from there. Yeah, it's fine. That's how it works. There you go. Circle of life. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this uh, episode of Dead Man's Chest. This is bad, man. I can't wait to see the <laughs> shit show this ending is going to be. Can we, um, if we ever cover, like, the world's end, can we do it? Can we do 12 pints yeah. over the course of the show? Yeah. Easy. Every time they enter a new pub while we go through the description, we have to do another pint. That can only go well, I assume. We've got, like, two hours. That's a lot of pints. Jesus, we might die. We probably have to really pace it. Man. What if we started, like, several pints in? Nah, right. Okay, what if we just took, like, break... This is unimportant. This is admin. We were still doing a show. (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us on this Dead Man's Jest episode of the Outtakes Movie Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media by searching for The Real Outtakes on Twitter and Instagram. Leave a like, a comment, and a subscribe if you've enjoyed the show. You can rate us on all your favorite podcasting apps. Speaking of, we are on all your favorite podcasting apps by searching for The Outtakes Movie Podcast. We are also on the YouTube where you can check out our beautiful faces by searching for the exact same. This is always the bit where I fail. See you, bye. Yeah, I don't know a pirate bye. There's no pirate bye, is there? Yeah. Yeah. That's the smoothest you've ever done the outro. Nice! All I need to do is get shit-faced, and yeah.